T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, welcome in. We are with you until midnight after two hours with Mutt. That was fun. Thanks to Mutt for letting me sit in. Had a blast with Mutt, as I always do. If you want to react to the Celtics as they just beat the Pacers, an ugly game tonight from a defensive perspective. The Pacers, 123 points for a Pacers team that has not been a great offensive team for the majority of the season. I mean, if you look at it, not that they're atrocious, but they're 18th in offense on the season. And tonight they come into the Garden and they go 42 of 81 from the field. That's 52.5%, and they were 17 of 36 from three-point territory. Tyrese Halliburton, 6 of 6. I still have no idea what the hell the Sacramento Kings were thinking. They trade away their best young player for DeMontis Sabonis. They're not even going to make the postseason. But if you do want to react to the Celtics, that's on the table. I want to get into Jason Tatum in particular in just a little bit. Some of the comments he made on Draymond Green's podcast were very illuminating to me. We'll get into that in just a little bit. But I want to start with the Patriots. After the big spending spree that they had last year, do you feel like this team is on pretty close to a certain downturn this season? 617-779-7937 is the number. And the reason I say that is this. I felt, and maybe stupidly felt this way, that the Patriots were going to be different from these other teams. Because we've seen it so many times before in the NFL where a team goes out there and they spend in free agency – And they get a little bit of a boost in that year where they spend all that money. But then what happens after that? Oh, yeah, they completely fall back. They take a step back after taking a step forward, right? So it's right back where you started. And I thought the Patriots are better than that. I thought that Bill Belichick and this organization, they were better than that. But maybe I was wrong based on what we've seen so far as it pertains to this offseason with the Patriots. So if you go back in recent history, And you look at the teams that spent a lot of money in free agency. You go to the 2016 Giants. They spent $108.7 million in guaranteed money. In 2015, the season prior to them spending all that money, they were 6-10. and So after they spend the $108.7 million, what happens? Well, in 2016, they go 11-5. and Nice jump, right? And actually, that year, if you remember back in time... That was when Odell Beckham Jr. had the boat party in Miami. (laughs) Remember that? Odell Beckham Jr. is on the boat with all the receivers. And then they go to Lambeau Field and he drops the ball. But the point being, they win the division. They go 11-5. and They spent a ton of money in free agency that year. They get a big boost. Well, what happens to the 2017 Giants? Oh, boy. They go 3-13. and Remember in 16, they had signed the Olivier Olivier Vernons of the world. They spent all that money. 11-5, and then they go 3-13. and And look, every situation is unique, but there's a trend here. 
You look at the 2017 Jaguars. They spend $71.8 million in guaranteed money. This was after the 2016 season where they go 3-13. and 13. We all know what happened in 2017 as Patriots fans. That Jaguars team went 10-6. and six. They nearly beat the Patriots in Gillette in the AFC Championship. Remember, there was controversy in that game with the Miles Jack. Was he down? Was he not down situation? Remember that? Danny Amendola was great. Gronk went down. You had Julian Edelman out that season because he was dealing with the torn ACL. But the point being is the Jaguars took a big step forward from 3-13 and 13 to 10-6. and six. Well, what happened to the Jaguars in 2018? Oh, yeah, they went 5-11 and 11 out of the postseason. And then all hell broke loose with that organization. Eventually, they'd have to trade away Jalen Ramsey. They basically have nobody left on that team. Calais Campbell was gone. They traded everybody away. They got rid of it. And Leonard Fournette was gone eventually. But the point being is the Jaguars went from sucking to the AFC Championship to sucking again. They've sucked ever since. How about the 2018 Bears? They spent $121.9 million in guaranteed money after the 17 season. In 17, they went 5-11. and 11. What happens in 2018 after they spend all that money? 12-4. and four, They lose in the postseason to the Eagles. That was the double-doink game. Remember that? Crazy. But what happens in 19? They go 8-8. Eight and eight, They miss out on the postseason. So, yeah, they take a big step forward in year one after spending all the money, and then they take a step backwards. Okay, what about the 2019 Jets? Well, in 2018, they go 4-12. and 12. They sucked. In 2019, they were a little bit better. They went 7-9. and nine. That's a three-win difference. The Jets, they were 7-9. and nine. The New York football Jets. What happens the following season? They go 2-14. and 14. They sucked. Then you look at 2020, the Dolphins. They spend $146 million in guaranteed money. The year prior, they had gone five and eleven. They go ten and six. The next year, they go nine and eight. So not as significant as a drop off as the rest of these teams. But what we saw from the Patriots, they go seven and nine with Cam Newton. They spend one hundred and fifty-five million dollars in guaranteed money. It was, of course, passed this year, but at the time, the most money given out in the history of free agency. It was passed this year. The Patriots improve. They go ten and eight. They make it into the postseason. Or I should say they go technically 10-7. and seven. Their final record is 10-8 and because they lost to the Bills. And they lose in the postseason. So, yeah, they get a significant jump because Matthew Judon was really good last season. Hunter Henry was very good for the Patriots. I'm not telling you he's one of the best tight ends in the league, but he had a really good season. You think about bringing back Trent Brown once he got healthy. He played a role on this team. I felt like Jalen Mills was fine. I'm not saying he's a star, but he's a fine player. You got a lot out of Kendrick Bourne. Now, you didn't get so much out of Jonu Smith or Nelson Aguilar, but you did get a lot out of a lot of the free agents that you picked up last year, and you had a good draft. So now you look at the Patriots as we enter the 2022 season. What's the reason for optimism that this team can improve? I feel like when I look at this team right now, it's very difficult for me to put together an argument that says the 2022 Patriots are going to be better than the 2021 Patriots for a couple of reasons. The first one is this. The AFC is significantly better. Cincinnati just went to the Super Bowl. And you know what they did? They fixed their offensive line. They put all this money into the one weakness that team had last season. The offensive line sucked. They spent all this money to improve their offensive line. They took a guy from you. They took Ted Karras. So they improved. Kansas City, yeah, they lost Tyreek Hill, but we still know that's going to be a really good team. The Raiders got better. 
They went out there. They got Devontae Adams. They got Chandler Jones. That's a better team. The Chargers got better. They traded for Khalil Mack. They got the Patriots' best defensive player last year in J.C. Jackson. The Denver Broncos got better. They brought in a franchise-caliber quarterback in Russell Wilson. Now, I think he's slightly overrated, but he's definitely an upgrade over what they've had the past couple of years. So all these teams, even in your own division, the Miami Dolphins got better. They got Tyreek Hill. They went out there and they paid the best left tackle on the market, Teron Armstead, all that money. You know why? Because their offensive line sucked last year. They bring in a new head coach. I mean, that's up for debate whether or not he's going to be better than Brian Flores has been over the past couple of years. But the point being, Miami got better. Buffalo, I would say, for the most part, they stayed pretty much the same. And they did add Vaughn Miller, who we all know can still play. Now, that contract's going to be bad at the back end, but they don't care. They're trying to get over the top, and they're trying to win a Super Bowl. So that's the first reason I don't see the Patriots getting better next season, is the fact that the AFC in general got better. Your division got better. Miami's better than they were a season ago, on paper, certainly. And I would even argue the Jets, like the Jets are a dumpster fire of an organization, but they're going to be better next year than they were this past season. I can't look at it right now and guarantee the Patriots are going to beat the Jets twice. That's where I'm at with this team right now. I don't think it's a guarantee. So you look at the AFC in general, it got better. Your roster didn't improve. Your roster, in fact, got worse from a Patriots perspective. You traded away Shaq Mason, who was graded out by pro football focus as the best player on the Patriots. No matter what the position was, he was graded out as the best player. You know who graded out as the second best Patriot last year by Pro Football Focus? Look, and I'm not telling you Pro Football Focus is the be-all, end-all, but it means something. J.C. Jackson. Those two guys are not with the team anymore. Did you add any weapons for your young quarterback? No. Now, look, there's still time for that. In the draft, pick number 21, I have been advocating this whole time that you take a receiver. It's become the new trend in the NFL. It's sort of like the... For the rookie contract is for the quarterback. The receivers are hitting at an alarming rate. I mean, look at the team that just made it all the way to the AFC title game last year. Ayuk on a rookie contract. Debo Samuel on a rookie contract. You look at a team, for example, that just made the Super Bowl in the Cincinnati Bengals. Jamar Chase on a rookie contract. T. Higgins on a rookie contract. So, yeah, you didn't like a lot of the receivers out there. I'd much rather the Patriots draft a guy at 21 than sign Allen Robinson to a big-time deal or sign DJ Chark to a big-time deal. I want them to take a receiver at 21. So maybe they improve as it pertains to the pass-catching entities, if you will, in the draft. But as of right now, they haven't improved. They haven't improved, rather, as it pertains to the offensive weaponry for the young quarterback. The coaching staff, we all know the situation there. Now, I'm high on Nick Cayley because I have to be high on Nick Cayley. I can't be high on Matt Patricia. I can't be high on Joe Judge. I have to feel optimistic that Nick Cayley can be a good play caller. But even I acknowledge that's a pipe dream. We don't know if the guy's going to be good. He's never called plays at the NFL level before, so we have no idea whatsoever. And then another way that you can help a young quarterback is have a great defense. The Patriots had a really good defense for 13 games last season. It was exposed in the final five games, if you will, counting the playoff game against the Buffalo Bills when the Patriots, we all know, did not force the Buffalo Bills to punt once. Your defense is worse. Think about this division. And this whole idea that was brought up when J.C. Jackson signed with the Chargers, oh, well, he can't cover Stephon Diggs. So now you have guys that can cover Stephon Diggs on the Patriots? Like, somebody else is going to be better at that than J.C. Jackson was? Like, that to me is ridiculous. And it's two games the entire season against Stephon Diggs. Now you have Tyree Kill in the division. 
You have Jalen Waddell, who was really good as a rookie last season. You got to deal with Stephon Diggs. Who knows what the hell the Jets are going to do? Maybe they cook up a plan to get a receiver in the draft as well. Remember, the Jets, because those freaking idiots in Seattle traded away two first-round picks for a box safety. Oh, my God, they are idiots. But anyway, getting back to my original point, the Jets could take one of the great receivers in the draft. Now, they need help on their offensive line as well, but I just have a real difficult time looking at the recent history that we've seen with teams in the NFL, the Dolphins in 2020, the Jets in 2019, the Bears in 2018, the Jaguars in 2017, the Giants in 2016. All these teams went all in in free agency. They spent all this money. They were able to improve that next year. They were able to improve and become better. And they, most of them, with the exception of the Jets, the Bears got to the playoffs. The Jaguars got all the way to the title game. The Giants got to the playoffs before Odell Beckham Jr. had the boat trip. All these teams improved. The Patriots in 2021, they got to the postseason. I mean, they got demolished when they got there, but they got to the postseason. You tell me, based on recent history that we've seen since 2016, all these teams that win the free agency market, if you will, they've all taken a massive step back, a significant step back, I should say, in year two, they don't make the playoffs. So why can the Patriots, or I should say it this way, how can the Patriots be better than these other teams? Because all these other teams took a step back after spending all the money. Why will the Patriots be different? You've convinced me. 617-779-7937 is the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. And also, this on the table. If you want to talk about the Celtics, you can as well. That's on the table all night long, as it always is with me. But the other thing I want to mention real quickly is this. I'm starting to get petrified of the Dolphins. I'll tell you why next here on EI. The home for Sox fans. Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. All right, trending now on WEI and WEI.com. The Seas took out the Pacers 128-123 over at the Garden tonight. It was a big night for Jalen Brown. He had to leave this game briefly after taking an elbow from Grant Williams in the head, but he came back in. Jalen Brown finishes with 32 points, seven assists as well, and he had two steals. As for Jason Tatum, 10 of 24 from the field. He did finish with 31 points. He was three of nine from three-point territory. Got to the free throw line 10 times, which I like. Six assists, six rebounds, one steal, one block. Oh, and the other thing about Tatum is this. He had two unbelievable dunks in this game. Posterizing people. Tyrese Halliburton led the Pacers with 30 points. He was six of six from three-point territory. The Kings are a complete joke. I don't know why the hell you trade that guy. Anyway, the Seas will host the Wizards Sunday afternoon in their final home game of the regular season. The Bees host the Blue Jackets on Saturday night. They're coming off that 8-1 win over the Devils on Thursday. The Sox fell to the Rays 9-3 in spring training action. Rich Hill, a.k.a. Dick Mountain, was roughed up for nine, earned in three and two-thirds. The Sox hit the Pirates on Saturday afternoon. You can catch that one on the Shaws and Star Market, WEI, Red Sox Network, over on AM. Or actually, no, tomorrow it's going to be on 93.7. Right here on the main stick, baby. Let's go. And then Brad Foe and I will be on after that. Alex Cora said an MRI revealed some healing with Chris Sale's stress fracture in his rib. Some healing. I don't know what the hell that means. You'd think you would say if it was really good, the MRI. Oh, he's, he's right on track. But no, some healing. Mets ace Jake DeGrom will not throw for up to four weeks after imaging showed a stress reaction in his right scapula. DeGrom pitched in just 15 games in 2021 due to a variety of issues, including an elbow problem. The White Sox sending our old friend Craig Kimbrell to the Dodgers. Chicago will get back A.J. Pollock. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, Brian Barrett back with you up until midnight. 617-779-7937 is the number. Why will the Patriots buck the trend that we see with all these other teams? Year one, they get a massive jump after they spend money in free agency. After that, eh, not so much. They completely fall apart. That's on the table at 617-779-7937. Why will the Patriots be different than these other teams? Let's get to Matt. He's in Rhode Island. What's up, Matt? Oh, can you hear me? Okay, Barrett. I got you now, Matt. What's going on, man? Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. So my problem is really with Joe Judge. Okay, he was kind of a forgettable coach here. He did special teams and and he didn't he didn't do too much with the wide receivers, but fair enough. Belichick puts him in that position, gives him a, a solid push towards the Giants job, and he was an absolute disaster. Now let me <laughs> reference one thing that Andy Andy Hart said, because he's been down there a lot, and he says he's just that coach, that hard coach, always yelling, screaming, carrying on, you know, that guy. And it doesn't work. I worry about that relationship with Mac Jones. But further, I really need to know that Nick Nick Kelly, who I don't know much about the offensive coordinator, because what does Joe Judge bring to the table as an offensive coach? Was well, he going to show him how to do that QB sneak you know, <laughs> that they did twice in the last game? But, for, but furthermore, let me leave you on this, Barrett. The owner of the Giants, um, Mara, said that Joe Judge was actually he was actually going to bring him back for the third for his third year, but he was such a disaster at the end of the year that he had to let him go. Now, what value added does that guy bring? Patriots in the situation. It's just. It, 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 it's really, um, it, it really bothers me. Yeah, Matt, Thanks you're right, much. though, Matt. You're right about that because I remember that, too. He said at the end of the season that, or the reporting was, they were going to bring him back. But that last game, you're referencing that quarterback sneak situation. What right. was it, third and eight? They're running that quarterback sneak. He, he, it, it was so embarrassing, they had to fire him. He did, two, he did two in a row, and then not only that, but he went to the presser after and just kind of tried to validate it. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, no, like this is the NFL. Yeah, like, Matt, didn't he say like um, he was trying to get better field position for the punt? Right. Yeah, and he, you know, guy, I just, I, I just don't, I just don't think it's, it's he brings any value added. Like 
to, you know, offensive, the offensive side of the ball. So thanks, Mary. Have a good job. Yeah, appreciate the call, Matt. Yeah, that guy is a, he's a complete asshat, Joe Judge. If you want to grab Matt's line, you can. It's 617-779-7937. I, I don't understand it. I Like, he's going to do whatever Bill tells him to. I just thought, like, when that announcement came down, Joe Judge is coming back to the Patriots. I thought it was going to be, oh, this makes sense. Joe Judge is going to coach the special teams because the special teams was a complete disaster last year. The only team in the NFL to have more than one punt block. They had three punt blocks last season. Remember at the end of the season against the Dolphins, Lawrence Guy is lined up illegally. This is a veteran player. So, yeah, okay, bring back Joe Judge. He can handle the special teams, but now he's going to be part of the offensive coaching staff. I mean, jeez. What a disaster. Oh, I did want to mention this real quickly with the Celtics. And if you want to wait on the Celtics, you can after they beat the Pacers. Defense was not good in this game whatsoever. But if you want to wait on that, the number 617-779-7937. There was one thing that I liked that Ime Adoka did tonight is he took Grant Williams out of the starting lineup. Remember, Grant Williams was somebody that started the last game. And look, you're still trying to figure out who's going to work in there without Robert Williams as of right now in the lineup due to the injury with his knee. But one of the things that if you look at Grant Williams with these guys in terms of the starting group, he has not been particularly good. And in particular, Grant with Al, they had played 743 minutes together entering tonight. The Celtics had just a 112.47 defensive rating in those minutes. That ranked around 20. That would rank, I should say, if you look at the totality of the teams in the league, that would rank around 22nd in the league in defense. And we all know that the Celtics are a really good defensive team. So why would you keep that lineup together when you know Grant and Al don't play well defensively? It's not Al's fault. It's just, it's not a perfect fit, right? It's not like Grant's a bad defensive player. He's actually fine as a defensive player. It's just that group, that pairing didn't really work. So they put Daniel Tice into the starting lineup. And Tice tonight, I felt like Tice played well the other night as well. He's 5 of 8 from the floor tonight. 10 points, 8 rebounds. And I have to give Brad Stevens a lot of credit for that move. Because where are the Celtics right now? Because in the first round, they're going to have to play without Robert Williams. Maybe you get him back at the very tail end of that because I, we heard that, oh, he's even ahead of schedule of where he was originally in terms of this injury. But where are the Celtics right now if they don't re-sign or trade, I should say, for Daniel Tice at the deadline? I mean, that's an incredible move by Brad. And I know at the time that move was criticized because it felt like he gave up a lot for Daniel Tice, who had not played particularly well with the Houston Rockets. But, man, without Tice right now, who do you have? You don't have another big. And if you think about it, you couldn't play Ennis Freedom. Sorry, I always forget that he changed his name to Freedom. You couldn't play Ennis Freedom with this group because the Celtics' identity right now is one of the best defensive teams, actually the best defensive team in the NBA. Tice is never going to be Robert Williams. But at least he can be 75% of what Robert Williams gave you on the defensive side of the floor. Daniel Tice is a fine defender. Now, he had his issues with Bam in the bubble, we all know that, and he's never going to be the shot blocker that Robert Williams is, but at least he can give you some stability. Like Daniel Tice back in the equation, Daniel Tice on the defensive side of the ball, at least gives you some familiarity with the rest of the roster, and he can actually do things defensively, unlike we all know that freaking Ennis Freedom, who can't move his feet whatsoever. I mean, that guy is a traffic cone. You just go right around the guy. I mean, he's one of the worst defenders I've seen in the NBA. So it made a lot of sense to get rid of Ennis Freedom and bring in a guy like Daniel Tyson. I give Brad Stevens a lot of credit for making that move. I felt like tonight the effort on the defensive floor, defensive side of the floor just wasn't there. Now, look, Indiana shot it 
incredibly well. 17 of 36 from three-point territory. That's 47.2%. And Halliburton's hitting everything that he threw up. He's really been hot shooting the basketball ever since he, well, really his whole career. I still have no idea why they traded the guy. But I just felt like the defensive intensity wasn't there. And I look at it, maybe this is sort of a letdown game after, look, I know that you want to win after you lose, but that game Wednesday Wednesday night had a lot of momentum, a lot of energy leading up to it, right? The Miami Heat came into that one as the number one seed in the Eastern Conference, and the Celtics are going up against a team that we know they could see in the postseason. So there's a lot of energy. There's a lot of intensity entering this game. A game like tonight where you get the Indiana Pacers, they're 25-53 and 53 after tonight's game. It's just a difficult game to get up for, right? And I'm not making an excuse for the Celtics because I – I did not like the defensive intensity. They usually show that. This felt like a game where the Celtics, they went through the motions, and it was just kind of like, all right, yeah, we're good enough to beat you because our talent is superior to yours, and that's exactly what happened in this game. But with the win now, the Celtics sit in the three seed in the Eastern Conference, which would mean as of now, they would play the Toronto Raptors in the first round, which, again, this is going to continue to be a topic with the Celtics team. And I'm not taking a stance on vaccinations or not getting the vaccine because I mean, I got the vaccine myself. I got the booster, but I I don't like hold it against people that didn't get the vaccine. But the point being, this is an issue for the Celtics. If they have to play the Toronto Raptors in the postseason, this is an issue. Basically you look at it right now. We know Jason Tatum got the vaccine and Chris Mannix today was on the radio in Canada. And he basically said, Jalen Brown and Al Horford aren't vaccinated. Now Al said the other night that it would be fine. If they go to, if he's all good, if they go to Toronto. So I don't know if that means he's getting the vaccine in the next couple of days because do the math in two weeks, right? The playoffs are starting pretty damn soon here. These guys, if you do the math in terms of when they would actually have to go to Toronto because the first two games would be at the Garden based on the fact that the Celtics would be the higher seed. But that would mean that if Al Horford and Jalen Brown are going to play, they're going to have to get the Johnson and Johnson shot, right? Because, I mean, to be fully vaccinated, you have to have it two weeks ahead of time. So they're going to have to get it now if they want to play in this Toronto situation. So this really is like, I know that we've been talking about this for two years now, but this is a legitimate conversation as it pertains to the Celtics. This is like important information on whether or not Jalen Brown and Al, it's it's not like me taking a stance on whether or not Jalen or Al should get the vaccine. It's just the facts of if they're not vaccinated, they can't play. And if you think about it, that Raptors team, I mean, I'm not telling you that they're this unbelievable juggernaut, but they're a pretty good team. We saw it the other night. I know it was a reserves for the Celtics, but they got a ton of long defenders. And if you go into Toronto without your starting center and without your starting shooting guard, that's pretty damn difficult. It's pretty damn difficult to win two games there and end the series early against the Toronto Raptors if you don't have those two guys. And we do know, by the way, that Robert Williams is vaccinated, but it's not going to matter because Robert Williams is not going to be going to Toronto in those games in all likelihood because he's still dealing with the injury. All right, 617-779-7937 is the number. Let's kick it off with Wayno in Selfie. Wayno! What's up, everybody? How are you? I'm doing well. Where you been, man? I haven't heard from you in a couple weeks. What's going on? No, no, no. I I was over there today. I had an interview with uh, Ken. Oh, nice. Yeah, he said I have an abundance of talent, so I was Whoa. pretty happy. That he wants me. Yeah, and I gotta put down. I got. I'm just. I was just talking to the kid on there, Asen, because I don't know how to. The only thing I don't know how to do, Brian, is get my um onto the the file. My my um. I'm trying to put it on the file, and I don't know how to put it on there. My resume. 
What do you mean? Like on a Google Doc or so something? On, when you go on, no, when you go on Odyssey and you know how you fill out the thing for for whatever position you're trying to do. He's talking about putting his resume up on like the Odyssey website. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Okay, yes, wait. Yes. We'll get you. We'll get you I'm situated. Stuck on though. it too, Brian. I'm stuck on it too. I, I'm trying to figure out how to put my resume on there. Right. I'm, I'm old school. I'm not with all the new stuff with all the technology. But whatever. I'll talk about it later. Let's talk about Pats real quick. I, I have a feeling that Belichick is going to do good in the draft. I really do, Brian. I, I know it doesn't. And I think this is a three-year rebuild. I really do. I think they. I think Belichick knows. That they're not going, you know what I mean, to the Super Bowl this year. So I think he's going to build it little by little, you know what I mean? He's going to get the right guys in, the right guys in. And I think in the third year, they're gonna, that's when they're going to go for the run. That, then Mac will so have hold on, like, Wayne, right but hold on. To, an, to answer the question that I threw out there, will the Patriots take but, a step back this year from where they were last year? That, see, that's hard, to, that's hard to assess, you know what I mean? It, they could, they might not. I I. Come on, I'm, Wayne. You're full of takes. You can make a I'm take. Come on. I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist. I'm going to say, yeah, I think they're going to do all right. Yeah. I think we're going to go 10, what were we, 10 and 8 last year? Yeah, counting the playoffs, but 10 and 7 in terms of the regular season. 10 and 7. I think we'll be right around that area this year. All right, so you say they stay stable. All right, hey, Wayne, good stuff tonight, and uh, good luck with the gig, man. I hope you get it. All right, thanks, Ryan. Hope everything's good, brother. God bless. All right, good stuff from Wayne. His line's open at 617-779-7937. I'm asking you to convince me, why won't the Patriots be like the rest of these teams I gave you? The Giants in 2017 took a step back after 2016 spending all that money. The Jaguars in 18 took a step back after spending all the money in 17. Actually, they took a massive step back from 10-6 and 6 to 5-11. and 11. The Bears from 18-19 to 19 stepped back. The Jets took a step back. Why will the Patriots be different? 617 617- 779-7937, the number. Let's get to Paul. What's up, Paul? What's up, Brian? Oh, it's Paulie. What's up, Paulie? Sorry, it just said Paul on here. What's up? Yeah, what do you say, my good brother? Oh, well, we got a few things here tonight. Um, you wanted first. You wanted to know why why uh, we we, uh, we you're afraid of uh, Miami, you know? And I'm here to tell you why you shouldn't be afraid of Miami. Oh, okay. Because they lost Brian Flores. This team, they may have some, they have quite a bit of talent, but that was one great African American man and coach, head coach in the National Football League, quite a leader. They get some, they know they get some white dweeby guy coming in there and going to try to do the same thing. Uh, Paul, he is biracial. Uh, It's not. uh, Well, you know what I'm saying, but the way that's that well, it kind of boiled down to race and him getting fired a bit. I mean, it had something to do with it. I'd say. You know, he's, he's already he's filed a lawsuit. You think those guys are going to respond to somebody from the other side of the mountain that's that's nothing like, like Flores? It's just not going to happen. They're gonna, it's going to be a step back at Miami. They're not uh, when he puts his offense in, Paulie, the, they're going to respond to it. I, I just I don't I don't believe so. I, I don't believe, especially that defense. I just he, he's a, he's a, they may if they get an attack style. Uh, aggressive um, uh, defensive coordinator, they got a chance. But no, with what's going on, Brian, that leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. These are human beings, and they saw up close what they did to his their own their brother. Yeah, Paulie, the Brian one thing, Paulie, the he's one, a great Paulie, man. Hold on, Paulie. The one thing I will say though is Brian Flores. <clears> it wasn't <throat> it wasn't all clean there with him. I mean, think about it. He had what four different offensive coordinators. Those got the, the that the, that team. 
responded to him. They were doing well. They beat the Patriots three out of four times, uh, or more than that, actually. They would, Look, they I'm, would, not, they would, Paulie, I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you he's a horrible coach. I'm just saying there may be reason for optimism with Mike McDaniel. They're bringing well, over the offense. He's, from the he's, well, he's, well, he's going to be one of the one of the best better coaches in the NFL. He was probably the top candidate out there when he was fired. And he he wasn't, didn't get a job. Wasn't Paul. rehired. It's a it's a bad. He got a yeah. He got a job with with, with, with Pittsburgh. Yeah, not a head okay? coaching who, job. Who started that role? Who started that role? And, and kudos to them for bringing him in. And they'll be better off for it. That defense is going to be even better than it was last year. This year. All right. What's your Brady the, the, the point, Paul? Steel will be improved just by having Brian Flores there on the team. But the Pats, they're going youth, Brian. Okay, that's they're going young. That's why they're not going to be signing a lot of signing for a lot of free agency. I still really believe that they want to sign Trey. They should sign Trey Flowers, and I think that's a more important position than they missed out on on Wagner. But that's more important to be stout up up front rather than if because the team gets their offensive line into your secondary um, level. You know, the, it, it renders then, then your defensive backs are going right, to have to Pauly, be Paulie, 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 hold on, Paulie, you know, Paulie, hold on. Are they taking a step yeah. back next year, or are they taking a step forward? Well the, well, the Patriots did take a step forward this year. No, no, they, next they year, Paulie. Next one, year. Paulie, Paulie. Hold on. My point is this. If you look at all these teams that won free agency, spent the most money in free agency, the Patriots did that in 2021. They took a step forward. They went from 7-9 and nine to 10-7. and seven. In 2022, will they be like the rest of these teams the following year? They take a step back or will they take a step forward? Well, I'm hoping they would, they'd take a step forward, but I think what they were doing was they were thinking of signers for a net was going heavy. They were going to Tennessee everybody's ass. They go they but we signed Trent Brown. They were hoping to get Collins, but they couldn't. They got another behemoth. Hopefully he can stay in the lineup. And then I think they kick win and uh, on when you inside they would have they, if they got Fournette, they were going to get that franchise left tackle and get a real a, a solid an excellent slotty in the second round, but then they were going to have Fournette. All right, Paulie, Paulie, I get it. Paulie, I get it. Paulie, I get it. With an offensive Just line answer my question, like Paulie. Just answer my question. What? Are they taking I, a step back? If they, if they, I no, I don't think they're going to be taking a step back. I'm, I'm, so you're saying I'm ten and seven? That they'll do well in the draft. They move forward this year, and I think they'll continue to at least. I, I'll bet you they'll, they'll be in the playoffs again this year. All right, they'll Paulie, be competitive. Good, yeah, Paulie, I believe, good, good stuff as always, my friend. I don't see it. I don't see it with this roster right now. I believe they're going to be just like the rest of these teams that spent the most money in free agency. They're taking a step back. That's what I believe. Based on what this team looks like right now, I would love them to enter a receiver at number 21. That's what they need to do. That's what their priority should be. They need to get a Jamison Williams. He may not be ready until midway through the season. Alave is probably not going to be there. But they need to hit on a receiver like so many of these other teams have done. Justin Jefferson to the Vikings. Jamar Chase to the Cincinnati Bengals. The San Francisco 49ers have done it twice, Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. The Tennessee Titans did it with A.J. Brown. We're seeing it all across the NFL that young receivers are coming in on cheap money because they're on rookie contracts and they're performing. It has to happen for the Patriots. Let's get to Clem. He's in a car. What's up, Clem? Hey, Brian. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. Hey, I think so. They're either going to replicate the same record from last year or they're going to go one game better. And, it's, and to me, it's all, uh, I, I really think so because this draft is very deep in all the positions that we need, linebacker, corner, and wide receiver. There's, and, and there's some depth at the offensive line position. If Bill plays this right, now 
The only place I disagree with you is in that number one pick. I think you go defense because if you draft another receiver in the first round and he's another bust like Nikhil Harry, well, then Bill loses a lot. Loses <laughs> a lot. A lot of faithful oh, fans. Oh, wait. So hold on, Clem. You yeah. think that Bill, because he missed on Harry, he won't draft a receiver on the first round? I don't believe he will. Wow. And I think, I think he's fortunate that this year is deep, that in the second round we're going to hit on some gems. Mechie will be there in the second. Christian Watson out of North Dakota State, I've been looking at all his tape. The kid's a stud, right? I think there's plenty of depth. Um, a lot of these mock drafts that I keep doing, um, keep you keep seeing these guys fall out of the first round uh, because teams are trading up and trying to get quarterbacks kind of like the saints and stuff. Right. There's going to be some move, I think during this draft. Well, and Clem, might to your point, Clem, to your point, a lot of these teams are going after veteran receivers, right? We saw the dolphins trade for Tyree kill. We saw yes. the Raiders trade for Devonte Adams. So maybe that's pr- part of the thinking process or the thought process. And I appreciate the call Clem. His line's open. If Absolutely. You, his line's open. If you want to grab it at six, one, seven, Seven seven nine seven ninety three seven, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what the Patriots do with that first round pick. But I don't believe in the theory. And look, it's a nice theory by Clem, and I appreciate the take. But I don't believe in the theory that Bill won't draft a receiver in the first round because of the Nikhil Harry situation. All right, six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. So if you do want to weigh in in this, all the teams recently since 2015, 2016, I should say that have spent big in free agency have taken a step forward the first year when they spent all that money. Then they take a step back the next year. I believe that's going to happen to the Patriots. You try to convince me why it won't happen. And I do want to get to this Dolphins situation because I believe that the Patriots should be scared of the Dolphins. I'll tell you why next year in EA. All right, we are with you until midnight, baby. If you want to react to the Celtics, they beat the Pacers. But, oh, boy, not a good night for the league's best defense. So that's to put it politely. The Celtics tonight, I mean, jeez. They made the Indiana Pacers look like the Phoenix Suns from the Steve Nash era from an offensive perspective. The Pacers put up a 124.2 offensive rating. To put that into context, on the season, they're at 111.5. That's 18th in the league. Utah leads the league at 116.3. 116.3, Utah leads the league. The Pacers are at 124.2 tonight. They posted a 62.3% effective field goal percentage, which accounts for three-pointers. They're at 52.9% of the season, 18th. Utah leads the league at 55.7. They were at 62.3%. Not a great night for the league's best defense. To put it politely, not a good night for the Celtics defense. But if you do want to weigh in on this Patriots conversation, you certainly can. All these other teams that spent big in free agency... They got a bump, okay? The Patriots got a bump in 2021. They went to the playoffs. They went 10-7. and seven. But these teams in recent history, the 17 Jaguars, the 16 Giants, the 18 Bears, all those teams took step forwards the year took a step forward the year they spent money. Then they took a step back. Why will the Patriots be different? I don't see it with where the roster's at. You lost your best defensive player in J.C. Jackson. You lost your best offensive lineman in Shaq Mason. Why are the Patriots going to be better? Oh, not to mention you lost your offensive coordinator. Let's get to Will. Will is in Warwick. Will, what's up, man? Yo, hey, Brian. Thanks for taking the call. I was listening to the show all night. Uh, when you guys had mud on earlier, the conversation was really good. But um, quick thing on the Celtics. You know, I, I love the Celtics. I'm excited for this playoff run. But the 
thing with the Celtics, it's still too early. I don't I don't know if you agree with that, but um, what do you mean? What do you mean the by Patriots? It's still, what do you mean, Will, by it's still too uh, early? Tatum. Tatum's 23. He's got oh, oh, oh. I thought you meant too early in the season. Okay, so you're saying it's too no, early no, 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 in the no. Tatum-Brown timeline to win a championship? Yes. yes. Yes, that's what I mean. But mm. and then I, I disagree, but go ahead. What's your too. other point? Um, so uh, I feel like you're putting it more on, like, the Patriots sucking, whereas I feel it's because why the Patriots are going to have a worse record than last year is because just the teams around them got so much better than we did. Well, so, yeah, Will, that, like, but Will, like hold that on. Will, hold on a second, and I'll let you yeah. respond. That was part of my rationale, is you look at the Bengals, they added to their offensive line. You look at the Chargers, they added Khalil Mack. They added J.C. Jackson. That was part of my thing. The yeah. Bills got even better. They added Von Miller. The Dolphins got better. They yeah. added Tyreek Hill. That was part of my take on why they're taking a step back as well. It's not just them. It's the rest of the competition. Yeah, I agree, but I, I, I still think that next year we'll, we're going to see a little bit of improvement for Mac Jones. And what they need to sure. do, man, they need to find him another weapon in the end zone. Like all they do is throw it to Hunter Henry, and uh, no, the guy I, told... I think is already on the roster. They need to throw it to Jacoby Myers more down there. I don't yeah. know. You can check some films, but you might not like that pick. But he gets open on those little down and outs more often than you would think. But anyways, that's just my takes. Yeah, I appreciate the call. Yeah, talk... appreciate the call. Will his line's open if you want to grab it. It's six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. I like Jacoby Myers as a player. He's fine. Okay, he's okay. I don't think Jacoby Myers is like some guy that they need to target more. If we're talking about guys they need to target more, it's plain and simple. The guy they need to target more is is Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne was underutilized in this offense last season. If you look at Kendrick Bourne in in terms of some of the advanced metrics, if you will, 7.1 yak per reception. That was seventh of the NFL last season he is dynamic when you get the ball in his hand that's the guy that you need to get the ball to more not Jacoby Myers but they still need a number one option for Mac if you look at these quarterbacks in recent history the guys that take a step forward unless it's Justin Herbert Justin Herbert's a freak it doesn't matter where he went in the draft he was going to be good no matter what Mac is limited from a talent perspective you have got to put the weapons around him and I would even I'm not comparing the two players but Joe Burrow is not an insanely talented quarterback he's not Justin Herbert from a talent perspective but when did he take the leap? When he got a legit number one, Jamar Chase's college teammate. When did Josh Allen take the leap? When they got Stephon Diggs. Right now, Mac Jones doesn't have the bailout guy. That's what you need in the NFL nowadays. You need that guy when it doesn't matter, when you know it's third down and four, you know exactly where you're going to. You don't care who's covering that guy, you're throwing him the ball. Brady had it for years. He had it with Randy Moss. He had it with Gronk. He had it with Welker. He had it with Edelman. Who is that guy for Mac Jones? He doesn't have that guy on the roster right now. He doesn't have that elite superstar-level receiver. You look at the great quarterbacks in the league. They all have that type of guy. And I know Pat Mahomes lost Tyreek Hill, but he's still got Travis Kelsey. All these guys that are having success, they have the guy. Look at Matthew Stafford just won a Super Bowl. He's got Cooper Cup that won the Triple Crown. That's what Mac Jones needs. He needs a star-level receiver. Obviously, he didn't get it in free agency. And quite frankly, I don't believe that player was out there to begin with. So I don't feel like that was part of the equation, but in terms of what the Patriots could have done this offseason, but you can certainly try to do it in the draft. A lot of the best receivers in the NFL are still on rookie contracts. Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, you can find these guys in the draft. Bill has got to do it again. 617-779-7937, the number. Let's get to Steven. He's in a car. What's up, Steven? Hey, um, good evening. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you, man. Hey, uh, thank you for taking the call. Um, so I have a, 
<laughs> and Bill we trust, right? So I have a diabolical plan that Bill set up all along. Not really. Ooh, okay. So, all right. Hold on. Um, Let me get ready for this, Stephen. This is a diabolical plan. Right. I, I got to hear this out. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. Of course, right? It's always Bill. Bill always knows what he's doing. So um, last year he was the front runner of of free agency and put. Oh my God. Sorry, somebody's flying by me. Um, there was he, he put a lot of money up on the table and made a bunch of decisions right off the get-go, and then they got Mac Jones. Um, this year, he is watching people, watching the other coaches take that incentive, that initiative to do the same thing while he can sit back and say, okay, what are they all doing with free agency? What are their gaps that they're filling? What will I need to do? In, uh, in the draft this year to accommodate for some of these um, gaps that we must fill because um, we know that we're not going to push um, super hard in free agency if we know we can't um, necessarily take a step forward. We are, he's praying to get into the um, playoffs again, which is to just barely scrape by with what he did this year, which was 10-7. and 7. He's hoping to do that again with what he has, hopefully finding something in free agency to keep him there. Unfortunately, I don't know if that'll. Okay. So Steven, let me cut you off. Let me cut you off for a second. So is your idea to sum it up is essentially they didn't spend a lot of money in free agency because they need to have another good draft. And then next year when they have all this cap money available again, they're going to spend big. Right. Exactly. All right. Hey, Steven, I appreciate the call. I I appreciate the, I appreciate the call and maybe that's the case, but I don't see them staying at 10 and 7 right now without a hell of a draft. And Matt, like, it, for them to take a step forward or them to stay the same, they need to find a legitimate bona fide number one option for Mac. Because if they don't do that, the defense isn't going to be the same anyway. Your defense is going to get worse next season if you're the Patriots because you lost J.C. Jackson. And we all saw the linebacking core was not good. It was creaky. It was old. The defense is not taking a step forward next year. It's taking a step back. So in order for you to stay at 10 and 7, Mac Jones in the offense has to take a step forward. And right now, he doesn't have that solar system player, if you will, where the defense has to evolve their game plan around that guy. They don't have it. All right, 617-779-7937, the number. Brian Barrett with you up until midnight. So if you do want to weigh in on this, how will the Patriots buck the trend? All these teams recently that have spent the most money in free agency, they take a step forward in year one, year two, They take a step back. 17 Jaguars, AFC Championship. 18 Jaguars, they sucked again. If you look at the 18 Bears, step forward, 12-4. and After that, they missed the playoffs. How do the Patriots not become the Bears, not become the Jaguars? You tell me. Try to convince me. Oh, and if you want to weigh in the Celtics, that's on the table all night long at 617-779-7937. And I promise I'm going to get to pay off the tease next. I will tell you why I'm scared of the Dolphins here on EI. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.